You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? You run around this city like it's your damn shooting gallery. Yeah, what do you do? What do you do? You act like it's a playground. You beat up the bullies with your fists. You throw them in jail. Everybody calls you a hero, right? And then a month, a week, a day later, they're back on the streets doing the yeah. same goddamn so, thing. So you just put them in the morgue. You goddamn right, I do. If one chooses to walk the way of the Mandalore, you are both hunter and prey. This is the way. This is the way. The Force will be with you. Always. Be bold. Be brave. Courageous. Black alert. It's called Pirate Radio. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech. That's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team. No heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. It's like, yeah, uh, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm totally gonna use that, too. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of At The Diner, the flagship podcast of the GGR Pirate Radio Network. My name is Mike Lunsford. I am the editor-in-chief of our website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. Check it out when you get a chance. Lots of great articles, tons of great podcasts. Uh, I am also one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, joining me for the hosting duties, I have the one, the only, um, he sometimes goes by the name of Master Cheezer or Mr. Cool. You know him as MC Brooks. It's been a while since I said this, but like, can we can we just defund Legends of Tomorrow already? <laughs> I can't believe that show is still going, dude. Like, who watches that shit? Like, I'm... Uh, well, they're the part of the reason they haven't been canceled is like the people who watch it watch it. Like, their numbers have been like really steady for the last four years. So, like, even though like they're not great numbers. But the people who are watching it watch it, and it's it's it hovers around the same mark every every year. And yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Because I'm I'm really fr- like I don't watch, and I, I tend to I try to not talk about it. But I heard about what they did to Reverse Flash, and I I, I got really angry at it. Oh dear. Like, but yeah, that's that's a whole other thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm surprised that people are still watching. Um, in podcast host seat number three, you know him, you love him as well. Uh, wonderfully talented digital artist, also gifted with the gift of gab, as the Irish like to say. So he has, in fact, kissed a Blarney Stone at some point. Um, but also incredibly knowledgeable about all things geeky and nerdy when it comes to movies, when it comes to comic books. We dubbed him the professor because of this. His name is James Rambo. Fun fact, cinnamon bun frosted mini wheats are absolutely delicious and are no higher in calories than regular frosted mini wheats. Wait, wait, that's a thing? Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Um, so let's kick it off, guys. Let's jump right in. We're going to do the geek sheets this week. We're talking geeky, nerdy news, but also we're going to do a little bit of sports stuff as well. So let's kick it off. It's time for the Geek Sheets. Here is what's going on in the geeky nerdy world. Thanks, Yuli. Appreciate it, bud. Um, I want to start with, and MC, I'm going to let you kick this off because you've done way more research on this than I have. Um, I only have a cursory knowledge of it because for the most part, eh, fuck the NFL and fuck the Washington football team. Um, Oh, and by the way, uh, I can't remember that douchebag's name. Um, who gave us the one-star review on Apple for cursing. Um, but, hey, we broke our own record because I said shit within the first, like, I don't know, 20 seconds of us starting. <laughs> so um, I don't want you to just eat one dick. I want you to eat all of the dicks, dude. So there you go. Enjoy. Yep. Get Kirby with it. 
so many dicks that you become a dick. That what? Well, hey, there it is. And that's <laughs> why this guy said what he said. There it is. Great job. Yeah, kick us off, man. So now we have a new um we have a new football team name here in Washington. Let, let's talk a little bit about this. Yeah. So uh Commanders. It's it's uh like the worst kept secret of like the last month. <laughs> yeah, if you've right. been on the internet in any capacity on and interact with any kind of sports outlet, then you've probably seen that you know the rumors have been have been going around for a while. So like it's been uh like the road to how we got here kind of sucks <laughs> because you know the the name is getting trashed. Um like under which is understandable because like it really does sound like some some expansion team um that you'd hear about in like the replacements or or like Madden whatever um but yeah they um they chose a new name it ended up being commanders you know some of the other finalists um that they you know chose not to go with were like red wolves um just keeping washington football team and uh i forget what the one of the was it a Armada? No, what was the other? Admiral. That was that was one of the other. Yeah, ones. it was one of the two. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. Whatever. So, uh, you know, like there's been a lot, a ton of fan backlash to it, and a lot of people just are just like, yeah, the name name sucks. But I mean, I've I've just kind of been like, like most sports team names are kind of terrible when you think about it. Like you you don't like you just don't care because you're just kind of used to them. Like as you yeah. imagine. If if you know if you were in Cleveland and you and they were like we're gonna name our team the Browns, yeah, you're getting laughed out of the room. Yeah, you named it a like, color. No, actually, yeah. it's, the, it's the last name I of the mean, guy who yeah. owns the team. Yeah. Wait, you're kidding yeah. me. Right, right. Wait, is that so, like, why? Is that why yeah. they're called the Browns? Yeah, yeah that's the, why they're called the, the Browns. guy who owned them. His name was Paul Brown. I'm not even that joking. That's fucking garbage. <laughs> Right. I'm going to buy a team and we're going to call them the Lunsfords. Like, who the f- <laughs> what kind of fucking nerve? Like, <laughs> yeah, but like Browns or Packers, like, or, uh, or if you live in, if you live in Houston, you, you don't like, you are literally named for just being a citizen of the state. You are Texan. <laughs> like, it's no different. It's no different than the baseball team here. You know, right. the okay. The Washington's <laughs> getting the monument. Uh, they're getting the uh, the uh, expos from Montreal. What are we gonna name them? The Nationals. The Nationals. Yeah. Really? Like, like most yeah. sports teams have really terrible unimaginative unimaginative names. Yeah. Like really, uh, the uh, expansion, the 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 Seattle hockey team got it right because yeah. Kraken is kind of fucking awesome. Yeah, that is an good. awesome name. Well, not only but, that too. There are a few, and well, you know what? I, hey, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt. After after you're done talking about this, I think we can go through and name some of the teams that are actually like have dope names in our opinions. So. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Sh- oh yeah, for sure. But like, I mean, that's ultimately what it is. And like the other the other thing too is this will go away in time because I if you remember when they announced themselves when they announced that they were called themselves Washington Football Team, everyone was like, like what? Like so, so they don't even have a name. Like, really? But then yeah. here we are. Look, two years later, and people are like, you know, kind of grew on me. I kind of like it. You yeah. know what? They should they should, they should, should keep it. And I'm like, there you go. In, in a matter of two years, people went from telling really terrible jokes about, oh, a team with no name. Yeah. To, oh, no, they should keep it because it, it feels classy. Um, well, and additionally, and, too, like, if you think about it, you want to know what fixes this? They become the commanders, and then next year they go 12 and 4. Yeah, they went the, win the division, yeah, the win two win. two playoff games, and guess what fixes everything? Everybody loves the Commanders. Like, yeah, it's it, not. yeah, it, it, like it'll go away. Plus, here's the here's the other thing that they they ran up to because like, obviously, I think the entire campaign around Red Wolves was dope and would have been like dope if that were the team name. It was my personal choice, but you know, unfortunately, we there there are two things you can look at as to why that didn't happen. One. Uh, already existing um, trademarks. So one of the things that I learned um, while like during this entire process, um, when it, like if you're naming if you're naming a team, and this is like a really like uh, shortened version, like a really simple explanation. Um, but basically, if a if there if you are in the process of naming your team and your team like you want to name it something that 
that multiple teams already have a trademark for, like Giants, then yeah, there's nothing to stop you from going in and going with it. However, if you want to name yourself something and one other organization has the copyright to it, if they don't want to, if they don't want to like sell it to you or give you the, give you permission, they don't have to. And that's kind of what happened here, because Arkansas State, I believe, is called their college football team is called Red Wolves. Yeah. And they basically told Washington to fuck off. They were, they were, they were, they were, they weren't interested in it. And and they're, and currently, they are currently in court taking, I don't, I don't know which sports team it is. It might be like a kickball team or a Quidditch team or something. Someone who has called themselves Red Wolves. And they, like, there's, they're, they're currently in court over that. And so to just avoid, you know, being stuck in court for the next three to five years about a name, they were just like, you know what, we'll just avoid it. And also, uh, the and also, uh, wolves. They didn't go with wolves because that is already close enough associated with Minnesota's basketball team, the Timberwolves. So they couldn't necessarily use that either. And so because there are there were so many uh, like so many of the suggestions, um, they would have ran into issues with trademarks because also there's an asshole in in Virginia who for the last eight years has trademarked like somewhere between 40 to 60 names because he wanted a payday. And, you know, again, rather than reward bad behavior and, you know, pay the, pay some guy off, they just opted not even, not even going to bother. Cause like I went looking and I at some of the stuff that he trademarked, like when they, um, when they changed themselves to the, football team he went and trademarked uh red wolves he or he put in a trademark request for red wolves he did one for red tails uh for red uh red tail hawks like any of the a lot of the proposed names um that that came out that people said that they liked he put in the request he put in a trademark for it and like so like for me i'm like that's that's also another reason that some of the the names that people would have liked couldn't be considered because they didn't want to try to pay this dude off or end up in court, you know, trying to show that, Hey, this guy is not actually interested in, in like, Oh, in like running some sort of sports, something with this name. They were just like, Nope, just going to completely avoid it altogether. Um, so yeah, that's ultimately how we, we ended up with, with commanders and a lot, I've seen people be really critical of the rollout, but like, this is like the downside of being in the age of the internet. And and like we see this with TVs and especially with like stuff like the MCU where the second if you are in random place and you happen to see an actor there or someone in costume, what happens? It you leak that onto the internet and everyone's talking about it. You know? Yeah. That there like are we, eyes and ears everywhere. Right. All the time. So like the second that they sent their stuff to Nike for them to make their stuff back in November, it got out because that around early December was around the first time that I heard that they were going to change the name to Commanders. I was hoping it wasn't true, but that that tracks because it was November, early December when they contacted Nike about getting shirts and merchandise and jerseys and and, and all that stuff made. So like people are being critical, but then like it's kind of impressive that. You kind of didn't you, like you kind of didn't really know up until like a week or two before it came out, which is like kind of impressive because a lot of stuff for like No Way Home was being spoiled. We there was some of it just sounded too crazy for it to be true, and some of it ended up being being true being true anyway. But like that is the downside of the internet, you know, like stuff is going to get out like you if you manage to keep something secret for as long as you can then you know hats off to you yeah the, the, the fact that the like what marvel was doing with endgame didn't like completely leak out kind of impressive C- considering again age of the internet everyone ev- ev- everyone has eyes and ears everywhere stuff for the arrowverse shows gets leaked out way before it, com- it, it comes to tv with what a suit will look like or who this character is playing, who this actor is portraying, you know, uh, if someone is coming back for a role in something. 
So I, I do like I, I don't think the criticism about the rollout is necessarily warranted because like there, there really yeah. wasn't much you can do to 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 prevent that from coming out. I mean, there's a lot of stuff we can we can criticize that organization. A hundred percent. And I'm sure I'm sure it's going to come up <laughs> now. Yeah. But like that the rollout was, you know, was whatever. But like. I, I mean, I, I I like the new jerseys. Uh, I like some of the new merch. Um, I, I like the rebrand or the. Uh, it's not a complete rebrand until a certain someone is gone. But there it is. <laughs> I, what they what they have done to kind of distance themselves from a lot of the racism um, that they were proudly touting, you know, for the last ninety something years. I'm I'm happy in that regard that that's gone. I'm I'm happy that you know these fans will sound like boomers when they're like, oh well, I'm still going to call them the R word. Yeah. I'm still I'm still I'm still going to wear the the Indian uh the, the Indian logo because you know it's only white people upset about this. Like yeah okay. Yeah right. Um, but yeah I'm 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 happy about that aspect of what they've been doing. You know, because it, it it you know there's. I mean, you know, Mike, it, you know, being a fan of this team is like hard for reasons on and off the field. <laughs> yeah. We're not winning off, off the field anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. And, um. you know, like I, I give a lot of props to Jason Wright because he's kind of in an impossible situation as the first uh, team president of, of, a, of, a, of an NFL team in NFL history, first black team president. Um and, you know, he's kind of in a no-win situation between having to deal with the mess that is Dan Snyder and... You know, like, I just, I want to point this out that, like, how problematic the NFL is across the board. Um, because right now there's the whole thing going on with um, Brian Flores, the former coach of the Miami Dolphins. If you guys are not familiar with what's going on, he was coached the Miami Dolphins and he got fired. Um, mind you, they didn't that team start off like one and seven and then win seven games in a row? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's um it's it's, it's interesting because he um like because I, I watched some of the interviews that he that he uh did that he did like kind of in the aftermath of uh, of all of this and like he was kind of like part of the reason he was fired was literally because they set him up to fail because yeah. they were refusing to get to do things that would contribute to winning, uh, which included the roster. So yeah. the fact that he even he even got to one and uh, excuse me to uh, a winning record, something the Dolphins hadn't done since like the Chad Pennington era <laughs> of yeah. uh, of um, of that franchise. Like it's impressive. And yet, you know, they they decided to fire him. Despite, they decided to fire him despite, you know, despite all of that, which is unfortunately a trend we've seen. I mean, the the Detroit Lions did that. Jim Caldwell went to took that team to the playoffs twice in four years, and they have not been back since. <laughs> yeah, this is. So, I mean, this is the problem. And Rambo, I know you're not a huge sports fan, bud, but like, have you heard about any of this stuff that I'm talking about? Nope. Okay. Quick, quick hitter on this one. Because you get to be our everyman, like we're telling the story to the audience and to you. Um, so, <laughs> Brian Flores was the coach of the Miami Dolphins. Actually had a pretty decent year, but like was set up to fail. And he is actually suing the NFL right now because of like multiple reasons. He's basically saying that like the NFL is racist. Um, and honestly, there's not, you can't, it's going to be really, really hard to prove. But he's got a lot. There's a lot of smoke right here, uh, as far as what's going on. So his yeah. his first issue is he's saying that the owner of the Dolphins, Stephen Ross, basically said, "Hey, we want to get a top flight draft pick in the next year's draft, and in order to do that, I need you to lose games. I will pay you a hundred thousand dollars for every game you lose." And he was like, "No, fuck all of that. I want this team to win because that's what you hired me to do," and. There's a lot of scuttlebutt that that's the reason why he got fired because he wasn't a company man. He didn't toe the line like the owner wanted him to do. Um, additionally, he interviewed for other coaching positions 
and really never even got a shot because he has text messages from Bill Belichick, the coach of the Patriots, that basically – because Bill Belichick, being the old boomer that he is, didn't realize he was texting the wrong Brian and basically was like, <laughs> hey, congratulations on the job. And he's like, what job? I haven't interviewed for it yet. And Belichick was like, oh, fuck, my bad. And like basically yeah. told him that another dude, a white guy, shocker, got the job for the New York Giants as the head coach that this other guy, Brian Flores, a black guy, was supposed to be interviewing for. So yeah. they had already made their decision that they were going to hire like another white dude to be their head coach without even giving him a chance to interview, even though he knew that he had an interview with them. So basically he went into the interview knowing that they had already hired the guy that they wanted. Yeah, basically. And this was their, this was their way of – of um of circumventing the the Rooney rule which is uh something the NFL put in place in 2003 basically saying that when you have a head coach opening you need to you need to at least interview someone who is not white for that for that for that position and they've made like some changes uh some changes in it because what teams were doing like te- teams were doing like the bare minimum so they would interview like the jan- they would like interview a janitor who worked for the organization what and be like all right well, are, like all right yeah well, okay we we interviewed someone who's not white now we can announce our hiring of you know this white dude because we we did our due diligence of Chad and, Chatterson who's never coached before but he's white and boy he looks good in our uh team colors yeah yeah and and like they cuz like they 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 recently changed the Rooney rule again it was like you have to interview someone who doesn't work for your organization because team because teams had been doing exactly that i just and, like fuck man like yeah yeah and and like it lo- it looks real and like th- like the optics of this look terrible because there were nine openings i believe uh there were nine head coach openings this offseason six of them have have been filled and all six of them are white dudes there's currently only one black coach, two minority coaches to, in total in, yeah. in, in, in the entire And the, the one entire black league. coach has been in the league for, what, 20 years now as a head coach? Is that right? Yeah, Mike Tomlin, it's like 15 or something. I don't remember when Cowher, when he took over. But uh, yet he, and on top of that, he has never had a losing season. And despite that, like they're like, um, I, I have friends who are, Pittsburgh fans and like they tell me about how so many of the white fans of their organization have wanted to get Mike Tomlin out of there. Oh yeah. Despite the fact that he won he won them a, a championship, they've never had a losing uh, a losing season ever in the last like 15 years that he's been there. It's like it's 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 super wild. And you and um one of the thing about the Giants Mike, guess yeah. guess what? Uh the the owner of the Giants John Mara is on the diversity community. Of course he is. Diversity, um, um, whatever you call it, uh, the the people in charge of that for the for, for the league. Despite yeah. the fact that they've never had they've never had a black head coach in their ninety seven year history, they have only they've only had five um, black coordinators on either side of the ball in their history, and. The only time they've had a black quarterback was when uh, they benched uh, Eli Manning for one game in like 2018, and Geno Smith started. Other than that, never happened. Ne- like never, never happened again. They they they've yet to have a, another even be on the roster Jesus and start a game. <laughs> and, 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 and and the backlash to starting Geno Smith was so was so vast that they gave Eli Manning his job back for another two years after that. So it's a complete it's a complete it's a it's a complete shit show. One of the other things that, that came up also was um he had he was interviewing for the Broncos job uh back, back like the same the year he got hired for the Dolphins, he went on an interview with the um for the Broncos job. Yeah. And basically he said it was it was kind of like a, a similar ordeal that uh that John Elway and the other dude basically showed up drunk to the interview and he didn't feel like he was being taken serious because they were like very clearly hungover or still intoxicated while in the process of conducting it. 
And so he didn't feel like he like there was even a chance. And then like right after the interview is when they announced uh, Vic Fangio uh, being hired as the coach, as the coach. Jesus Christ. Like this is in a nutshell. This is why I can never support the NFL ever again, because th- there's always something like this that comes up every single time. I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll watch a Washington football team game and, and, and root for them a little bit because, you know, they're still my team. It was from when I was a kid. And like, there's still these like nostalgic moments where I want to root for this team that I grew up with loving. But then like the more and more I know about how shitty this organization is like, and we haven't even touched on the fact that like right now, based on the news stories, it looks like Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington football, oh, I'm sorry, the Washington commanders. Uh, he has the power to veto the release of any of the investigation that went oh. into the workplace misconduct that happened. He oh. doesn't have to release it. Oh, it's it's great that you mentioned that because the, the 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 best thing that came out of the congressional hearing on Thursday was a little bit of information that we did not know. Um, and it's like I'm a, I don't remember the exact terminology because you know obviously, obviously I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> um, but basically, there was a joint defense agreement uh, made between Dan Snyder and um, uh, what's the commission? Roger Goodell. Yeah. Right. And the they intentionally misled the people that they had cooperate with the Beth Wilkinson investigation um, into believing that they were going to release it. They were going to, it was, they were going to do like they did with deflate gate, which is, you know, compile this information and release it publicly. When in fact, the, uh, the purpose was not so much to do that, but to acquire information uh, in order to protect themselves in the event of lawsuits being brought up against uh, Dan, the organization, or the NFL in regards to this. And because because of that joint um, that joint defense, um, Dan acquired that power and he's able he was able to basically see what information came up from the Beth Wilkinson um, investigation, um, which, like I, like I mentioned, turned out to be a sham, and now, and now uh, it's going to, and now everyone is kind of is is really calling out the fact that this that that the purpose of this was not even really to change the workplace culture or make change make changes to the way things were being done. And there were new allegations that came up that actually directly implicated Dan because he had been skating. He had been skating because all the allegations that came up were from people who worked under him, but not directly involving him until, you know, new testimony came out on Thursday where several, several of those women and, you know, they deserve a a lot of, um, a lot of support um, for coming forward um, where they 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 cited specific uh, examples of when they worked for Washington of Dan himself participating in inappropriate um, behavior involving them. For example, um, one of them was a cheerleader, and uh, you know they do the they do like a calendar every every year, right? Um, so uh, the cheerleader wore. Uh, uh, I guess some sort of like bikini or something. Um, and the way that they were doing it is in, after they did the photo shoots, they were going to go through and like Photoshop and like remove any like visual cues of like, you know, nipples or vagina or anything like that, you know, basically to spruce it up. And Dan uh, allegedly, um, tried to like before the editing process wanted to get photos of that cheerleader blown up and sent to his office so that he would, he would be able to see the original photo unedited and have that for himself. That's so fucking gross. There's like, there's another, another one where they were like, there, there was a, some dinner um, and Dan apparently put his hand on this woman's thigh and kept it there 
for the entire duration of the dinner until she forcibly removed it, you know, so it's like at a point when she, you know, didn't make a scene. Jesus fucking Christ, man. Like, do you see, do you see now, like listeners out there, I know that some of you really love football. I get it. I know that some of you really love this football team because you grew up with it, but this is who you're supporting when you buy their jerseys, when you buy their merch, when you go to the games and you buy tickets, you are supporting this piece of shit on a regular basis. And like, not only that too, let's say you're not, you're sitting there and you're like, well, I'm a Cleveland fan or I'm a New York fan or I'm a Los Angeles fan or a Kansas city fan. Like, and you wash your hands of this whole thing. And you say, oh, well, that's not my team. They wouldn't do that. Bullshit. All of them do it. This whole league is so fucking corrupt. This whole league is so fucking racist. Like, you are continuing to support this thing on a regular basis. I try really, really hard not to judge people about this. Like, hey, do what you do. Enjoy what you enjoy. You know, enjoy what you enjoy watching because – how many times have we said it? Jess said it last week. Rambo has said it multiple times. There is no such thing as ethical consumption under capitalism, okay? But, like, there's got to be a point where, like, enough is enough. And, like, that's something that, like, again, I try not to judge, but I judge people for that. If you know about this horrible shit going on over and over and over again and you say to yourself, yeah, but it's just football. I'm going to keep watching anyways. Like, that's fucking gross, man. Like, where does the line get drawn? Where, When is enough enough? Like, how many times do we have to hear shit like this? I can't support this fucking football team. And I love DC sports. I'm the, I'm the first one to talk about that. But God fucking damn it, man. Like, this guy needs to go. He needs to be gone. This league needs so many changes for, like, just, oh, God. But again, they don't give a shit about people like me. Because they know that there's so many other people out there who just would football is this weird cult now. You know those memes they keep going around where everybody's like, what's something that's not a cult but feels like a cult? Football fandom. It sure as shit feels like a cult. Yeah, no, I mean I the entire the entire nature of it, yeah. Add to that sports as a whole feels like a cult. Yeah, and and honestly, like, yeah. If if we were like, I know that you guys aren't doing this, but the visual, just picture the visual, okay? You know, because MC's not on this side of the thing. But like, just imagine MC standing on one side of the room and Rambo standing on the other side of the room and MC being like, come on, Mike, sports are fun. And Rambo's like, nope, sports are a cult. I'm going more towards Rambo. I'm 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 over this shit, man. And like, I mean, we don't know how much fun they were having at Jonestown. It could be... <laughs> <laughs> That Kool-Aid was probably fucking delicious. No, there were people talking about it. Like you can hear them in the in the video. <laughs> <laughs> Man, is this grape? Mm, oh, it's so bitter. It burns. And yeah, you're dead now because you drank poison. I just like again too, and I'm and I'm not even like I'm not calling anybody out. I'm not gonna do that. But like, that's something that I made a conscious decision. I can't in good conscience do that anymore and like it's hard enough because i still love hockey i still love baseball but even that i don't love them like i used to i used to make sure that i watched every nats game i made sure i watched every caps game like now it's just like i'll catch it when i catch it you know i still support them for the most part but like at the same time it's just kind of like it's lost its luster and it, it sucks man and like you know hey for all you who are like hey i gotta go get my new commander's gear cool Enjoy. You know, <laughs> like, ugh, man. And like, this ties in with the, with the story that I'll be discussing, but I'm going to do mine last. Um, I wanted to talk about, um, real quick, and then we'll, we'll move to Rambo, because I know Rambo has a story that he wants to discuss as well. But um, MC, were there any other things on the, uh, on the Washington Commanders um, side that we need to discuss, or were we pretty much beating this dead horse? Uh, no, I mean, we, we pretty much got, uh, I mean, pretty much covered for the most part, uh, everything that's, that's come out in, uh, recently about in the last, the last two days or so. Um, it's going to be really interesting to watch 
because uh, last because um, Congress has set a hard date of Valentine's Day for the NFL to turn over everything that they have. They've said they've set a hard date of like give us every, like turn over all like everything in this report. Give uh give it over to us. We we are going to release this. You have you have until Valentine's Day to to get everything over to us. So uh the story's not over. Like I I, I personally think that this is the first very real opportunity to potentially getting Dan the fuck out of there. Like I, I it didn't like it, it felt like a pipe dream before. Like, oh damn, we have to wait till this asshole dies <laughs> for 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 it to go. But with 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 Congress and the members of Congress who are involved in this and have been really harping on this, especially on social media, you know, with with them really getting involved, it really feels like there's a real chance that they're going to get Dan out of there one way or another at some point over the next like three to five years, if it even takes that long. And I'm hopeful that they get him the hell out of there. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I don't know what will happen to him because unfortunately, you know, consequences are rarely a thing for these people who have money yeah. and power. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 just keeping my fingers crossed, you know. Like, I, <laughs> I, 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 he needs to go. It's it's really just that simple. These these women shouldn't have had like it shouldn't it shouldn't have taken all of this for it to happen. And I feel really bad that you know, unfortunately, a uh, portion of people are you know doing the usual man thing of well, why did they wait till now to say something? Why did they, you know, why didn't they report it when, when, you know, when it happened back in whatever year, but none of that shit really matters. Um, I, I give them a lot of credit and support and, you know, I hope that they are healing and that they find success and, and, and I hope that they are successful in getting this man and his family completely out of Dodge and stuff like this. And this will be my last point. St like, yeah. I, I don't remember who exactly like where it came from there was something um like some ai feature that was created that was basically like like the sport of football will probably not exist in the next 50 years um which i've all which i've always thought is interesting and like it it sounds like kind of really far-fetched because of how big and popular it is now but when stuff like this is coming out and we don't know what's like we don't know what the aftermath of that Brian Flores lawsuit is going to be. We don't know what the aftermath of this investigation into Dan Snyder and if he's going to if he ends up getting ousted, if he's going to take people down with him. But stuff like this really feels like I can see how football will not exist in the next at some point in the next 50 years. Right. Because of this, if this ends up bringing everything down, like cool awesome good good sacrificing a sport that i and others love is okay if it means taking down all of these assholes who have been who have been harming folks in so many ways for so many years and just dodge accountability because they have power and and money so if that if that ends up happening and, and especially with like the new stuff we have we we learn about like cte then so be it I'm like, I'm here for it. YouTube yeah. exists. <laughs> like I'll be, me and others will be fine, you know, but like, I'm all for taking these rich assholes down. And I, I do, like I said, I do think they're going to get Dan out of here one way or another. And if he takes other people with him, good. Yeah. I just like, I, I feel like you, you get rid of him and that fixes one problem, but there's still yeah, 31, 31 other others. Yeah. 32, including Goodell. Cause he protects yeah. them. Yeah. It's a, it's a fucking mess, man. And like it's a, it, it really is a shame when I think about how much I enjoyed this as a kid. But again, it is what it is, man. Like this, they they made their own bed, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Rambo, you're up, my man. Next story on the uh, geek sheets is is all yours. So kick us right. off whenever you're Let's ready. See. So this happened in the last 
two weeks. I think it just edges out in the last two weeks. Um, the McMinn County School Board in Tennessee has voted unanimously, 10 to 0, to ban mouse from their curriculum, specifically from their literature arts curriculum. Um, mouse is the comic retelling of the Holocaust, but specifically uh, the experience of Art Spiegelman's family, the writist and uh, writer, the writist writer and artist on the book um, and their experience uh, during the Holocaust, um, wherein the Jews are represented as mice and the Nazis are represented as cats. Um, it's a very common uh, literary technique uh, or, or uh, comic technique wherein you use more simplified figures to um, express a more sort of universal idea. Um, yeah, Animal Farm. The yeah exactly um, the reason they give for the removal is they find it to be inappropriate uh, due to the quote unnecessary use of profanity and nudity and its depiction of violence and suicide. Hey, let's be clear here for just a second. The nudity is naked mice. It is naked mice. It is is uh. They're, they're, they're humanoid mice, but it's still mice. Uh, there are drawings. Um, uh, further quote, taken as a whole, the board felt that this uh, felt this work was simply too adult oriented for use in our schools. Statement reads, uh, this is this is from the the uh, the statement released by the McMinn County Board of Education, because when it when it was announced that they had made this. Uh, they'd had this vote and made this decree two days before International Holocaust Remembrance Day. Uh, there was a bit of a backlash. Um, they go on to say that they, you know, they don't diminish the value of mouse as an impactful and meaningful piece of literature. And we don't think uh, that it's not important for kids to learn. Um, we just, we, 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 <laughs> I'm sorry, there's just this one line in here that I'm like, Okay, uh, good luck. To the contrary, we have asked our administrators to find other works that accomplish the same educational goals in a more age-appropriate fashion. Could you find me a story that really gets across the ideas of a genocide, but isn't too, like, squicky or violent? So... <laughs> this is there's there was another like uh list of books that they had also decided to remove and i'm blanking on the others included um but the short version is yeah th there's it's no fucking coincidence that this happened two days before holocaust Remembrance day yeah. um there's nothing in this that is more violent or more. The, the the among other things i think a big reason why this is so jarring it one it's supposed to be but two it's not presented like there's no nudity here that's presented in a, like a titillating fashion it is just stark and bare and uncomfortable um and again as it should be um the fact that it is uh, presented in a cartoon, a slightly car more cartoony fashion, um, does make the experience more universally relatable, um, because human beings are much more likely to empathize with animals, uh, than they are with human, with other human beings. Um, yeah, we've seen that. How many times have you seen people get up in arms and completely outraged about the way dogs are treated, but don't really give a shit about people? I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've watched American Psycho with people, and the whole movie, Christian Bale is just murdering people left and right. No one bats an eye. He kills a homeless guy. Nobody cares. He then kills the homeless guy's dog, and everybody's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, doesn't the ATM ask him to feed him a cat? Yes. And people are like, oh, God, no, he better not do that. Uh, yeah. But, again, but, you know, him murdering. Him murder yeah. half a dozen people easily throughout this movie. And it's it's as, as soon as it turns to the animals. 
Um, yeah, this is very clearly um, one the 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 request for a more sanitized version uh, of a story about the Holocaust to educate while not also also avoiding offense. Um, it's just not possible. That doesn't exist. Um, you talk about the atrocities the Nazis committed, but you know, PG. The, fuck, say, man. Yeah, the, atro- the atrocities of the Holocaust were shameful beyond description, and we all have an obligation to ensure that younger generations learn of its horrors to ensure that such an event is never repeated. We simply do not believe that this work is an appropriate text for our students to study. Now, it's also important to note, this isn't being handed out to kindergartners. Um, Mouse is not a book that was being studied by uh, uh, little, little kids. Uh, I believe the age range, I, th- I think it was middle school age. Um, so, you know, 12 to 14. Yeah. Um, and it's just so fucking absurd. It's so ridiculous. Um, and it, and it's so cowardly, too. Like, get behind your fascist bullshit. Um Oh, apparently there was a requ- uh, an idea floated before they decided to ban it entirely to uh, censor it, to cover some of the nudity and uh, remove some of the profanity. Um, it's like, honestly, I, like, I would not be happy about that, but if they did that, that's a whole hell of a lot better than banning the fucking book. Oh, I take the exact opposite take. I, I think that if you're going to, one... It also uh, it also really severely undercuts their whole like censorship bad stance. Oh, I'm not saying it doesn't um, make them hypocrites because it does. But yeah, no, I in the same way that like um, you know Huckleberry Finn has been has has appeared on many banned book lists because of the the use of the N word. It's like well, I mean. What do you want? I mean, do you? So you want to tell? You want to use the story from mid eighteen hundred South, but you don't want to actually showcase mid eighteen hundred South. Okay, well you can't really have it both ways. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I no, I I would much rather them be like, we're not going to teach that at all, as opposed to to showcasing a a. Um, a, 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 a safer version of it. Um, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And then again, were, too, like there's, I, I feel like there's, I don't know. There, there's no way that this isn't what they're trying to say. It is like, they're, they're trying to say that like, Oh, oh yeah, well, no, no, it's, it's total horseshit. And like, not only that too, I would just like to point out that it's, it's, I find it uh, hilarious. Like you said, the cancel culture folk, the people that are like screaming about how bad cancel culture is, are the ones that are banning books. Of course. But additionally, too, um, think of the children. Think of the children. We We can't have the children exposed. We have, we can't let the children know about this. However, we will do absolutely nothing to restrict anybody from coming into our schools and gunning our children down with uh, semi automatic weapons because that's a goddamn American right. Well, you can't stand away with people's freedoms. Yeah. Yeah, but freedom yeah. of expression, freedom of speech, freedom of press, those are those are freedoms as well. But again, those don't involve everybody having a fucking gun, do they? Uh, there was a story I read recently about um, a school board wanting to ban uh, Night by Ellie Wiesel, um, which I don't know if you guys have read that, but it was yep. one of the... Yeah, it was, yep, it was sure a hard reading... Um, uh, when I was in ninth grade, uh, English class, shout out to, to Miss Clapper for, um, having us read that. Um, and there was a school board meeting, uh, along with one particular teacher who was teaching that book and uh, a bunch of parents were like, you know, it's just, it's, 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 it's so violent. It's inappropriate and all this. And, and the teacher says, um, well, Ellie Wiesel was 12 years old when he experienced this. Um, that is the perspective of a child. Um, 12 year olds need to know that this thing happens and happens every day still. Yep. So no, I will continue to teach this. 
Additionally, too, this is a bigger problem with the way education, public education, is being treated in this country, where parents say continually, I should have a say in what is taught to my children. No, I don't think you should. I think that if you have a problem with it, then you need to find a private school or you need to homeschool because th these are things that we were taught in public school. I read these books in public school because it's important to read them. It, it's not going to fix the ills of society, okay? We've proven that because there were plenty of people who read these fucking books too who have turned into goddamn psychopaths. But like – we're doing this thing where we're trying to sanitize our world. We're trying to sanitize who we are, who we were. This is American history. No, we can't teach this because it's going to make kids feel bad about being white. No, we can't teach them this because it's going to teach them that humans can do horrible things. You need to teach them this because otherwise they become detached from it and don't think that this sort of thing can happen again when it's happening again. The same shit that the Nazis did is happening right now. The, you can't trust the media. The media is run by Jews. You can't trust them. The same shit that happened then is happening now. And we're, and we're having a quote-unquote po polite political debate about it. No, the fuck, we can't have a polite political debate about it. Because you have people like Ben Shapiro, who, because he has a Jewish name, because he is Orthodox Jew, people think that the things that come out of his mouth represent how all Jews feel. And he's a fucking scumbag. And if you need proof, there's a goddamn YouTube video of him misgendering somebody to their face just to piss them off. I don't care what your beliefs are on the, on the subject. I really don't. But if you do that sort of thing, I can't trust you in, in good faith for anything. I can never hear anything that you say and be like, well, he's got a point. No, because you purposefully do political theater to try to prove your points. You purposefully disrespect people to try to prove your points. You play this shit like, oh, the media is bad. You are the media. You play this shit like, oh, well, we can't we can't expose our children to this. Why? So you can continue to brainwash them and have them believe only what you want them to believe? Any good Christian will tell you that you should question your faith, that you should know the truth, that you should seek it out yourself, not just be brainwashed and hand-fed everything that you know. And that's the problem with this, man, is like we need to control the narrative. We need to control what children know. No, you don't because you do that. And honestly, that's the other scary part about this too is I remember as a kid being told, hey, you shouldn't read this or you shouldn't watch this and wanting to read it and watch it more. And I don't know if that still happens. I – of course it still happens. Oh, yeah. The, dude, the idea – can you imagine telling your son not to do something and him just going, okay – yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, pops. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's the I mean, day. The, the, uh, it, I completely lost my train of thought. Um, but yeah, there's, oh, that's what it was. I remember having this conversation with my cousin once where he was trying to pull the, I'm not homophobic, but, um, and he is, in fact, a homophobic butt. Uh, <laughs> homophobic butt. <laughs> but they shouldn't, you know, I just, I got no problem with what they do behind the scenes, like behind closed doors, but I shouldn't have to see that. Like, my kids shouldn't have to see that. I'm like, why the fuck should, why shouldn't your kids have to see that? Why is that any worse than straight people kissing or, you know, screwing or whatever the hell else? And he was like, and and he it ultimately came out that he he said because I have a plan for when I plan to expose my children to certain things. What? And I was like, fuck your plan. That's weird. Who gives a shit? He he thought he had the granularity of control over his children's lives and their educations that he could, like, set his watch by the time that he was going to let them know that gay people exist. Among other things. It's fucking insane. Can you imagine that? 
though, just think about that for a second. Controlling when you tell uh, a child when something exists. I I just I don't even to protect them from what? That's what I, I want to understand. Right. So fucking flabbergasted when he said that out loud. I was like, "What are you talking about?" I was like, "But you can't do that." I don't mean like you know you're not allowed. I mean like you physically can't do it. You do not have that kind of power. The only way you could accomplish this is by keeping them in a locked room and only exposing them to certain media or certain ideas at a certain point of your choosing. But you don't do that. They exist in the world. So they're going to see things that you don't want them to all the time. Do you think my parents wanted me exposed to like the violence and sex that I was when I was a fucking teenager? No. And yet, as a teenage boy, I sought it out. Yep. And I was able to find it. <laughs> and like, I think that's I think that's the other thing that, that is missing in this is like there's a certain amount of there's a certain amount as a parent or a certain time as a parent where you have to realize not that there's nothing more that you can do, but you got to figure out where your kids are at, where their mindset's at and, and, and see how they're going to handle things. It's honestly like here, here's, here's a, a perfect uh, distillation. And I use this at work a lot too, when I'm talking to my people as I'm training them where they're like, well, I don't feel like I've gotten enough. Um, time to practice, right? I feel like I haven't gotten enough of this or I haven't gotten enough of that. I'm like, okay, I get that. However, in order to learn how to swim, you have to jump in the pool. Like you can't watch YouTube videos and read how to do it. Like you gotta just do it. And we'll be here to support you. You know, if, if you struggle, you know, we'll toss you a life ring, you know, we'll jump in too and help you out with it. But you got to figure out in order to swim, you're going to have to jump in. It's the same thing with kids. In order to figure out whether or not your kid is ready for something, you kind of have to let them figure it out. There gets yeah. to a certain point where it's like, hey, is my kid going to be able to handle walking across the street by themselves um, to take out the garbage? Hand them the garbage bag. Watch out the window. But also, too, make sure that you've taught them the the right behaviors hey stop before you cross any street and look both ways dude like make sure you're paying attention don't take your phone with you because you'll get distracted like those sorts of things you have to know your people and like honestly i think that's part of it is people are lazy and they don't want to put the work in and it's easier to just shut everything down and be like i'm not letting you do this because you're not ready or to pitch after the fact to come in and complain about the fact their child was exposed to X, Y, or Z. Yeah. The number of fucking times that I had to deal with parents who were upset about why my child watched this movie. Well, because you let them. You allowed that to happen. You can't control everything. It was going to happen eventually. Yeah. Fucking deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, MC, you were going to (laughs) say... Oh, no. Well, yeah, because I I was just going to chime in because, like, you know, I used to work in education and I've been around children. And, like, this used to be a thing that used to come up a lot when we would be, like, uh, planning, uh, planning, like, programs and activities and things to do. And then ultimately, it like, we just had to remind ourselves, like, children are people and they are very perceptive. Like, you have to, like... What you mentioned might kind of like give them the opportunity to showcase that, like trust them. If you if you have properly educated them and, and show and shown them, you know, the way like you, you, you got to give them the opportunity to make that decision for themselves to some, you know, uh, within reason, of course. But like you kind of just got to expose expose things to them and see how they handle it. You know, like sugarcoating it doesn't or sugarcoating it or completely keeping it out of out of sight and out of reach it's i mean it's impossible because of the especially in today's era with the internet being everywhere (laughs) and and the fact that one way or another you're going to get exposed 
you're going to ultimately get exposed to stuff. Like my parents tried to like, they didn't really talk to us about sex or, or anything like that. But I got, I got exposed to that kind of stuff around my friends and, you know, just being out in the world when I was younger. Like, yeah, you, 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 you gotta just trust that kids can, can understand and be there to guide them if they have questions or if, if, if something is not clicking. Yeah. The idea that a parent can be the unifying and, and, and sole force of education in a child's life and have that degree of control is so silly. Yeah. Like that is the, that is a thing that a child thinks I have total control over all of these things. You don't have any control over any of those things. Like yep. the best you can do is prepare them for what's coming. Not think that you can decide what they can and cannot be exposed to. Yeah. Because I mean, all the people I know that had the tightest leashes on them when they were kids are the ones who went the fucking wildest as soon they as soon as, soon as they got out. Yep. Yep. Same. Same. Like, <laughs> it's the kids that I remember hearing like oh, I better not do this because my father will beat me if they find out about it. Like, <laughs> those are the ones that were the ones that were the biggest troublemakers. And it's it's not odd, but like, doesn't that tell you something? Like, that's not, it's not effective. But not only is it not effective, like, I, I, I said this on Yuli's show because I was on Fantastic Forum last week. And... I w we were talking about something similar and I used a correlation and it'll be a perfect tie into our next subject because this particular podcaster said this, that the pendulum swings one way or the other, as far as like too far one way or too far the other way, as far as like, you know, like quote unquote woke culture, which is stupid as fuck. Um, but like the concept of like, oh, this is woke culture. No, this is people standing up for themselves and you just don't like it. But we go one, f too far one way as far as being too sensitive or too conservative, and then hopefully it'll land somewhere in the middle. That's what's going on right now is all of these kids who grew up like we did. I don't know about y'all, but like, man, being born in the 80s and growing up in the 90s and the 2000s, I got to do whatever the fuck I wanted. Like my parents both worked. So I was out running the streets, like doing whatever, just had to be home when it was dark. Like, so that meant that you got to figure things out for yourself. And I'm not saying this is the perfect way to learn. It's not. OK, but post 9-11, what did every parent do post 9-11? Freak the fuck out and become a helicopter parent. So right now we're in that overcorrection period where people are the pendulum is swung too far one way. And there's a happy medium in there somewhere where you care about your, your, your kids and you care about the shit that they're doing. But at the same time, too, you let them grow because that's how they become adults. Because otherwise, eventually, they're either going to be up your ass their entire lives and they'll be living at you. They'll be living at home with you and like into their fifties. Or flip side, they completely resent you. Like it's, it's a complicated thing. I get it, but that's the thing is like being a parent is not easy. But that's the problem is too many people like became parents and they were just like, well, this is fucking hard. I'm just gonna go drink and not worry about it. And the kids raise themselves. Hey, I got Xbox. Xbox will take care of it for them. Did you think making a new person was gonna be a breeze? Apparently, they did. Well, I mean, that, really what it comes down to is they didn't think about it. Yeah, of course. It, it, they, there was no for real forethought put into it beyond, I just want to have a baby. Yeah, but again, too, what this does is, is this also shows the, the whole, like, argument that there's nudity and rough language in Mouse is the same thing that pisses me off about about and I made, I made a joke about it earlier in the podcast about that guy giving us a one star review because we because I said fuck in the first like like 30 seconds of a podcast. Oh, uh, you guys are smarter than that, you know? Like if that is what ends up offending you is us using a curse word, like honestly it's a vetting process as far as I'm concerned. If that's what offends you, this podcast ain't for you, chief. Because Ultimately, if that's the only thing you're concerned about, it's the same thing about this. If you're concerned that there's naked mice in a fucking comic book and you're uh, concerned about, like, the fact that there's curse words, this is reality. 
and you raise children like this and they're not prepared for reality and they're not prepared for the truth. And that's why they'll say shit like the media lies and you can't trust anybody. You can't trust the media because honestly, like I, I'm, I'm completely away from that now where like, oh, well, you know, sometimes even the, the left side of the media is, is incorrect. No, uh, -uh I'm not even doing that anymore. I'm, I'm not doing that anymore. Because it's gotten so bad that anybody who says, well, you can't trust the news, you can't trust the media, like, I automatically can't trust them. I can't have a conversation with them because there's no benchmark. There's no grounding in reality anymore. Because what they're saying is, is like, I was always able to trust TV with everything that I learned before, and now I can't trust TV because it's telling me things that I don't want to hear. That's fucking scary, dude. That's really fucking scary. And I can tell you this right now, every single time I've had some quote unquote liberal media source give me a news story, when I look into it, it's almost like 99% factual. And maybe there's a little bit of like, maybe a little bit of like, they left one part of a quote out, but it still gets the message across. And that's the problem is you'll hear people say things like, oh, well, you're taking Donald Trump out of context when he said Mexicans are rapists and um, thugs. You know what he said in the rest of the sentence? But a lot of them are good people. That doesn't fix it. That doesn't fix what he said. He still said it. Oh, but you're taking him out of context. No, I'm not. I heard exactly what he said. If I say to you right now, James Rambo, if I say to you, James, you're a piece of shit. But sometimes you're a nice guy. What are you taking away from that? Yeah, one of those things hits a little harder than the other. Yeah, exactly. You know? Like that, that it, it's just utter nonsense. And I, and I can't, I can't deal with it anymore. I, I literally can't because it's, there's no good to be had from it. It's, it's the same thing as the people who say, oh, well, you know, Ben Shapiro has a lot of uh, smart things to say. No, the fuck he doesn't. He lost an argument to a child. You know, like on a regular basis. He disrespects people to their face. And then when they challenge him on it, oh, but I'm just having a polite political conversation. You're not, you cannot have a polite political conversation when you tell somebody, I don't give a fuck what you want to be called. Science says different when he's not even correct. You know what he's not? He's not a fucking scientist. He's not a geneticist. He doesn't know any of the shit that he's talking about. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. Production juice bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.